As the coronavirus is affecting the entire sports world, there isn't much sports news to talk about. Because of that, we thought in today's podcast we could discuss our top 10 athletes that are currently playing in New York right now. So before I read out my list, I'm going to go with my notable mentions. I have three of them. One is the second baseman from the New York Yankees, DJ LeMayu. And my other two are from the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. The reason why Stephon Diggs isn't on my list is because he hasn't played a game yet for the Bills. And I have no idea how he's going to adapt to New York. And then DJ LeMayu, yes, he had a great season last year. He batted over 300. That was a star. So I'm hesitant to put him on my list. So, David, what are your All right, honorable so mentions? So, my notable mentions are number one, Pete Alonzo, number two, Le'Veon Bell, and number three, midfielder Maxi Morales for New York City FC. So, I have Maxi Morales um, as my notable mention because he had a great season last year, but I feel like he doesn't deserve to be in my top ten. Le'Veon Bell last season didn't really have a great year. So, well, we saw we did in Pittsburgh, so we'll see if he can turn it around. That's where he's a notable mention. And Pete Alonzo... He won NL Rookie of the Year last year, but I don't feel he's done enough to deserve to be top 10 York athlete. Yeah, David, uh, I agree with Pete Alonzo being right off the list. Uh, he's right off my list as well. However, I think Maxi Morales as your third notable mention is a little harsh considering he's a top five player in the whole MLS. I know the uh, Major League Soccer in the United States isn't as big as, let's say, the NFL or the NBA. I just think it's a little disrespectful to have him so far off your list. Well, I'm going to disagree because in New York, soccer is not even close to one of the biggest sports. Plus, there are so many professional sports teams in New York. Space for New York City FC is so much smaller than, like, the Yankees, the Giants, the Knicks. And putting Maxi Morales at – you have him at six, Sam? Yeah. Wow. not as much of a star. And to be on – he's on that level. I disagree. He hasn't done that level. He's a five foot three dynamic midfielder. He's crafty and direct with the ball. He's second in all time assists in one game uh, for the club. He had over 20 assists in 2019 with seven goals in 29 games. I think it's just disrespectful for him not to be on your list. But in New York, you have to have like a new. Brand and he, as a soccer player, is just not on that. And well, that's not necessarily what we went over today. We went over the top 10 athletes in New York, and from Sam's standpoint, it makes sense. He doesn't, soccer isn't the biggest thing in New York, and we can all agree on that, but it doesn't mean he's not a top 10 athlete. I just Definitely. don't think he deserves to be on my list. Sam yeah. does, that's fine, and I respect that, but for us, we don't really believe that, and that's okay. I respect David's opinion because he does not think. I just disagree, Mikey, because your your reasoning is that soccer is not a big sport, and by that standpoint, then all of our rankings would be much different. So I think we have to keep a standard mm-hmm. and put everyone relative to their sports in these rankings. I agree. All right. Go with your – so, him, Sam, who do you have a number uh, 10? Oh, wait. I have to do my notable mentions first. I did Mika Zibanejad. He was my third uh, honorable mention. I think it would just be disrespectful not to have him on here. He's been an emerging star for the Rangers. I just think he has a little bit more to prove. Le'Veon Bell, I think he's had an excellent career with Pittsburgh. I think last season was a little bit of a step back for him. So I think I need a little bit more uh, rushing and star power from him in New York if I want to put him on this list. And Pete Alonso and Gleyber Torres are falling right off my list mm-hmm. at my first honorable mentions. Both excellent players, nothing against them. 
I just think some of the players on my list uh, have proven more and are more of stars in their respective sports. So at number 10, I'm going to go with a little bit of surprise. I'm going to say Tredavious White. What? Number 10, cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. I think, in my opinion, he's the second-best cornerback in the entire NFL. He's locked up players uh, such as Juju Smith-Schuster to only one reception. He's locked up players like Jamison Crowder. You think that Tredavious White is better than Marcus Peters and or Jalen Ramsey? I think at the last season, yes. You're saying Tredavious 10 athlete right now in the in New York? Yes, definitely. Hmm. I think he he did did a good job uh against other teams that he played in. In the division, he limited receivers. He's a Pro Bowl cornerback. I don't think you could say the same about players like So who do you think's better than him? Stephon Gilmore? Uh yeah, in my opinion, last season. I think overall in the league, yeah, he's a top five cornerback falling behind Peters and Ramsey. Okay. I just think last season he proved that he was a great player. And if he keeps this up, I think I could even potentially see him moving up a spot or two on this list. All right. So at my number 10, I have Aaron Judge, outfielder uh, for the New York Yankees. Um, so he last season had um, 103 hits, 75 runs. Um, he played 102 games. And – he hit 27 home runs. And the year before that, he had 67 home runs. No, he didn't. Like, he this guy's insane. He he's an insane athlete. He's an upcoming rising star. That's why, that's why I put him low on this list, because he's an upcoming star. See, he's not a star yet. The reason why so that's Judge why I put him at number 10. Aaron Judge is low on my list is because in 2017, his rookie year, he set the, set the rookie record for most home runs. He had 52. Next season, gets hurt. Next, the last season, he got hurt, too. He's just not as consistent as I would like him to. Also, when he goes up to the plate, I'm very excited to watch him. It's just he has this habit at swinging at every curveball. He's not able to, like, get a hit. Like, he, I feel like with Judge, he only, like, hit doubles or home runs or he'll strike out because he tends to swing a lot. And it's just that his health has not been great the past few seasons. And, like, oh, he just yeah. – he's, like, not performing as I would like to. He had a great rookie season – but he never followed that up. So I'm hoping that this year he'll put a rest. He'll have a great season. He'll stay healthy. But that's why he's so low. All right. So I apologize. I read the stat wrong. He did not hit 67 no, home no, runs. That was RBIs. My bad. Um, so, Sam, yeah. where do you have Aaron Judge on your list? Yeah, he's actually number nine on my list. Okay. I love what Judge is doing. Showing that he could be a really powerful hitter in this league. I think he has a little bit more to prove in the outfield. Yeah. On that list. And I think he has to uh, stay healthy mm-hmm. and work on only swinging at pitches that he can make great contact with. All I right. agree. So that's that's your number nine, Sam. That's yeah, that's Sam's nine. And for me and David, we share a common number nine to Artemi Panarin. David, what are your thoughts on him this season for the Rangers? So again, he could be much higher on my list, but this season he's done an amazing thing with the Rangers. Thirty-two goals, sixty-three assists and 95 points. I have only 69 games played, and you never know what could have happened at the end of the season considering the coronavirus canceled the season. Um, he's an upcoming rising star. That's, again, why he's low on my list like Aaron Judge. He could be much higher, but he's only played about five seasons. Um, first season with New York, and he's doing an excellent job. What do you think, Mikey? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think, as some people would think, he should be a little bit, but being my number nine, 
I think that he still has a little bit to prove with the Rangers, but he's going in the right direction, and I'm impressed with this Completely. Yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I know how you guys think he's an upcoming rising star, whatever, but I actually have him higher up on my list. I love what he's done with the Rangers. As of now, ESPN ranks him a top five hockey player in the NHL right now, and in his perspective sport, I think it's a little disrespectful not to have him higher up on your list. So you think he's better than Maxi Morales? Um, I don't. But then I, why is he higher? Well, on your he's list? higher up yes. on your list than Maxi. Yes, I do have him higher up, and I think he's slightly better than Maxi Morales for his perspective sports. Both, in my opinion, fourth best in their league, respective leagues as of now. And I rate Artemi Panarin better. But let let let, let me ask you a question. What do you think is more harder to play in the MLS or the NHL? I think they're about equal to playing. In my opinion, I think the MLS has a little bit more fitness, and I would say the NHL has a little bit more of uh, physical contact. I think it depends on the person, really. And I think Artemi Panarin has really impacted the Rangers this season to a point that I think it would be disrespectful not to have him higher up. On okay, this, well, I want to disagree with your point about the NHL being the same level as MLS because, as we know, the NHL, like, hockey's biggest league is in is the NHL. With soccer, MLS is, for me, if the, if the elite players in the world do not go to the MLS. A lot of the elite players, they'll go to the MLS for a few years to make money, but Maxi Morales is playing in the MLS at his prime, which doesn't make him one of, like, a great soccer player. Yes, he's having a great season. Soccer is like the biggest clubs are not in America. So to say that the NHL is in the oh sorry, I misheard your question. Is oh come old on. statement. I think no, I misheard your question. I thought you said which is harder to play in, uh, like like which is difficult for each player. I no, that's not what I meant. I meant like which is harder to play in, like which is harder like be in the league for, and like what's oh, more. No, yeah, no, I agree. But also, Maxi Morales is dominating his perspective sport, and it's still at a very high level. And I think it's a little disrespectful to say he's not a great soccer player. Cause he's we never good. said that. We just said we said he's not a Mikey top said that. But you cannot said. say he's an amazing soccer player when he's playing his prime in the MLS. You have leagues, How you have leagues in Europe, the Premier League, La Liga. That, like, amazing. I'm not, I'm not doubting his talent, but say he's, like, an amazing football star, soccer star. I mean, like, I, I just disagree with that take. But... I'm not done his talent, and he's done great things for NYCFC, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing his growth, but I'm just going to disagree with you saying I think the NHL is a lot harder to play in than the MLS. Well, so, let's, let's, let's listen to some of his stats from last year. So last year, he had seven goals, 13 assists, and the year before that, he had nine goals and 11 assists. So for you guys, is that superstar worthy, Sam? Uh, I think it is. I think... Uh, Last year, he started in 28 of his 29 games, only didn't start because he was hurt. He had 2,434 minutes. Uh, he provided opportunities for his teammates, and I think his stats don't exactly show what he's capable on the field. He's all over the place. He steal, He gets a ton of steals, creates opportunities for his he teammates. He got 20 assists one season, too, which is very, very good, I think. Didn't he have 20 assists? That, that's like a really yes. good stat, and he's a central midfielder. So I'm not doubting Maxi Morales' talent, and I respect that you like that you like him a lot. But to have him at my sixth and in front of players like Garrett Cole and like Jamal Adams, Aaron Judge, I just don't agree with that at all. But we're all sorry. 
Um, and I'm not doubting his talent. I just disagree with that take. All right, Sam. Who do you have here, number eight? Uh, at my no- oh number eight, I have. Or are we no, on number nine? nine? We're, no, we're on eight. eight. Okay, eight. Sorry, I, got, I lost track. Uh, I have Jamal Adams Surprise. at this spot. I think Jamal, unfortunately, has been placed with a really terrible Jets mm-hmm. team. He's shown that he's worthy of being a superstar. I think any lower would be disrespectful, and any higher, I think, would be like taking away from other superstars in their prospective leagues. I think Jamal Adams has shown that he's a real dynamic safety. He's had a ton of interceptions, forced a couple of fumbles, including a notable one on Daniel Jones. And I think he's made his teammates and himself better from performing so well. Yeah, I I agree with that, Sam. I think he has been placed with a pretty bad team, with a pretty bad head coach and poor management. But if the Jets can somehow turn it around and Jamal Adams can get paid a lot of money, then this team can be very good. Um, and that'll look great yeah. for Jamal. He's Adams got a career. lot of raw talent too. I just if he's placed with the right players and the right coach, then he can be a great player. But that's unfortunately not the case. So that's why he's like at number eight and not at like number five or number four. Well, actually, David, I want to disagree with one of your statements. You said that if he gets paid more, the Jets could be a really good team. I think if the Jets want to be a really good team, he has to take a little bit less money. So they can it depends spend- on who they. The sign. Jets need a coach well, too. We don't have a coach. Adam Gates yeah. is not the coach that the Jets want to take into the playoff, like raising Jamal Adams. So I think they need to get rid of Gates in order for the Jets to truly be a good team. But that's a different issue. But Jamal Adams himself is a great player. I just don't think his team and like he are bad. Like he can't, his stats can't be as good as like the elite. So that's why he's at number eight, not at like number four or number five. All right. David, who's the I'll read my number eight. I have Glaber Torres um, for the New York Yankees, second baseman, shortstop. Um, last season, you want you want to talk about consistency? He played 144 games and had 152 hits to go along with 38 home runs and 26 doubles. Like he again, second year player, very consistent, but he's young. That's why he's again low on my list, similar to Aaron Judge and Artemi Panarin. So. You look at this team, the Yankees, they're built with talent. Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, John Stanton, DJ LeMahieu, Glaber Torres. And you look at this team and you can't decide which is a superstar, which is not, because they have so much talent. So Glaber Torres, being young, he'll be a superstar, no doubt. But he's not there yet on my list. I feel like you and Sam, for you, Glaber Torres is even on your list. He's an honorable mention. I think he has to be on Glaber Torres is the most consistent player on the Yankees right now. And I think he's the most talented. Mm-hmm. Literally, let, like, people were judge. Aaron Judge is a great player, but Glaber Torres, if we want to pick one guy in our batting lineup that's going to just be the star, it's going to be Glaber Torres. As you said, David, his consistency is amazing. So that's why he's at my number five, because I'm just looking for him to have so much promise. And I don't know. I think your list, Sam, is a little bit rude to Glaber Torres' talent. So, uh, I completely understand your point. I just think that he's been overshadowed by other players, and I think he definitely has to give be proven provided with the proper opportunity. I think give it two years, he'll be a top four, top five player on my okay. list, no doubt. Okay. I respect, I, respect, I respect everything he's done. I just think he has a tiny bit more to prove to prove that he's worthy of. Well, All I'm right. gonna disagree because you said he was overshadowed by some of the players, but literally, Aaron Judge was like hurt. Stanton was hurt. All the Yankees were hurt. 
Libertora stepped up and carried the Yankees a lot last year. So to say he was in his teammate's shadows, he's making a name for himself now. And I think that having him at nine number five is good. So I don't know. But he, he hasn't been. I think five's a little high. I could respect any other position, maybe nine, ten, eight, and maybe seven is a little. You don't agree with my... me having Libertora at yeah. five? I think it's a stretch, but. I respect David. I expect David having him at number eight. I think that's a good spot. I think – I just want to see one more year and see what he's capable of. Right. I, I don't disagree with you guys having him on the list, though. All right. All right. Fair. All right. So, Mikey, you're the same eight as Sam. So, Sam, let's hear your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Garrett Cole. He's an excellent pitcher. Uh, he showed what he's really capable of with the Astros, winning a World Series with them. I think I want to see what he's capable of doing in New York to see if he can move up a slot or two in the upcoming months or possibly a year if sports doesn't return anytime soon. But I think he's a real dynamic pitcher who showed players around the league what he's capable of with a dynamic fastball and a really dirty curve. All right, well, I want to fact check you. He did not win the World Series with the Astros. Well, he, played, yes. he, he led them to the World Series, but – they didn't win. Also, the Astros are caught up in this whole sign stealing match. So I think it was good for Garrett Cole to get out of Houston and come to like. He did win the World Series a couple seasons ago. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on the team in 2017. But that, yes, that's... he was on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, but that's another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, the Dallas Keuchel. But that's that's a different story about the Astros. Yes. I think that him by him joining the Yankees. I know this is biased because I'm a Yankees man. But I think he's joining like a true moral team. They're not going to cheat. They have respect for the game. I think he's going to be a perfect fit in New York. So having All right, seven well, could yeah. be a little, a little bit. He could be a little bit higher, but he hasn't played yet. So I agree. Well, I'm not even a Yankees fan, but Garrett Cole is three on my list, which oh, you guys wow. just say, "Whoa, that's way too low." But I mean, I mean, high. I'm sorry. Um. But you said top 10 athletes in New York right now. Garrett Cole is in New York, and I think he's proven enough to make himself a high name for himself. Um, so his ERA with the uh, Astros was in 2018, 2.88, and then in 2019, 2.5. You look at this team, and he's in 2018, 15 wins, 5 losses. Last year, 20 wins, 5 losses. He's proven himself a name in whatever team he goes to. He's done enough to put himself at number three on my list. I think he'll be fine in New York. He'll play like he did in 2019-2018 with the Astros, and I'm not worried with him at all, and that's why he's my number three. Yeah, um, with Garrett Cole also, a thing that I've noticed about the Yankees pitchers, they haven't really – like their strikeout rate has not been as high as I would like. He struck out 326 batters last year. His record was 20-5, and 250 ERA. Like that's an amazing like season in that – so I definitely think that if he carries that into New York this year, the Yankees are a World Series favorite by a lot for sure. Yeah, I agree. So Sam, you have—I mean, David—you have Henrik Lundqvist. I have Henrik Lundqvist, the goalie for the New York Rangers. He may not play as much anymore, but I interpreted the question of top ten athletes in New York right now as an athlete doesn't—you don't—you don't have to be playing in your prime right now. Um, so that's why I had him because Henrik Lundqvist, no doubt, will be going to the Hall of Fame. Look at his career stats. He, he is 459 total wins to go along with 310 losses. He is 96, like, overtime wins. He's 23,509 saves. This guy is phenomenal. 
and he deserves to be on my list. Seven maybe even too low. He maybe should be higher on my list. Ooh. But I feel like he's getting a little older now, and he's not playing as much. That's why I put him at seven. But he's still an insane athlete, Hall of Famer for sure, and that's why he deserves to be on this list. The fact that you guys don't even have him is very disrespectful to Henrik Lundqvist. You want to talk about Maxi Morales? I don't even know if he's in his prime right now. And Sam, you put him at six. You put him at six. So Henrik Lundqvist. Personally, I think is better than Maxi Morales, and I don't even have Henrik Lundqvist higher than six. I definitely agree with what you're saying that he's a great player and go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he is definitely he's won the Rangers a ton of games mm-hmm. in his career. We're talking about right now, t- though. Top ten, right? Yeah. But he's an athlete right now. He's still playing. I I interpreted the question as anymore. you can be in your prime, right? You don't have to be in your prime right now. You just have to be an athlete in New York. But there, and I, that's how I interpreted I think there are that question. A bunch of athletes in New York that are better than Henry Lundqvist at this moment. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. So you guys are not going to like what I'm about to have for my number seven, but I have Kyrie Irving. I don't know what your thoughts mm. about that are. Mm. I just, the Nets, first of all, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm not happy with Kyrie, but that didn't change my decision. But Kyrie Irving, there was a lot of hype around the Nets this year, and I haven't seen enough from Kyrie to know how he's going to do with the, with the Nets. So that's why he's a little bit low on my list. I have a lot of respect for Kyrie and his game, and I think he's a really talented player. But I'm not going to put him too high on my list yet because he just really hasn't played with the Nets much. I I really want to strongly disagree with you. He's played with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. He's proven that he is one of the top three, maybe top two point guards in the, the NBA when healthy. I think he's, in my opinion, the best ball handler in the NBA behind Steph Curry. Uh, he's a great scorer, a playmaker. He can deliver in the clutch as he showed with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the game seven of that playoffs. He hit the crazy shot to take the lead and ultimately win it for them. I think he makes his teammates around him a better player. And I think there's no doubt that he hasn't proven himself. So I think it's a little disrespectful that you might have him that low on your list. That's my personal opinion. Um, I'm going to have to agree with both of you, honestly. I agree with Sam that he's the second-best ball handler behind Curry and that it's kind of disrespectful. But from Mikey's standpoint, he hasn't played enough games in Brooklyn to you know, prove what they signed him for. So we'll just see how it goes. You, Mikey, you put Garrett Cole at six because he hasn't played in New York yet, yeah, and that could be the reason why you put Kyrie Irving at seven because he's only played 20 games since he's been injured all season. Exactly. So for both of your lists, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just okay. My mindset going into this was, People that are starring in New York right now. And if you – that's also why Stefan Diggs is not – well, actually, he's not on any of our lists. But that's why I didn't even consider him. But I – He's not even a next, superstar in my Nets, Kyrie Irving, I definitely yeah. think he has the potential to be, like, my three or four on this list. So, I'm not doubting his talent. But the way I picked my list, I just think seven was a good pick. And that's why my six is Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole's got so much talent. But – Let's see if he lives up to all the hype. There's a lot of hype, and there's a lot of pressure on Garrett Cole right now to deliver this World Series to the Yankees. So that's why he's at my number six. So, David, who do you have for number six? All right. So, well, we already talked about Jamal Adams a little bit, so we shouldn't go over that. Yeah. Sam yeah, had Maxi Morales as his six. We've yeah. already talked about that. And, Mike, you just explained Garrett Cole, so I think we should jump right to five. Yeah, five. Um, Sam, who do you have for five? 
I have Artemi Panarin. We discussed it already. So. so I'll talk. I'll say my five. Right. I have Saquon Barkley at my number five. Um, out of Penn State, running back to the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. Um, last season, one thousand three yards, averaged four point six yards a carry, six touchdowns, and then his rookie year, eleven touchdowns, eighty, basically eighty one point seven yards a game. Um, his receiving is also phenomenal. He had thirty three point seven yards a game last year with the Giants. Um, so for his team. Saquon Barkley is the best player in the Giants, without a doubt. Um, so that's why he is number five on my list. All right. Yeah, I, I like I like that you have Saquon at five. I actually have him on four. Yeah, I've got him this three. I, I don't think we can put him in, like, our number one and two. Yeah. This is the only reason that I don't have him at number one or two. I think in the future, give it two or three years from oh, yeah. now, oh, yes. I think he potentially 100%. could be the number one athlete in New York. Definitely. I think last season he wasn't very consistent. He started well, the he was hurt. off kind of weak. I, I can't – yes, he was hurt. I think when he returned, he was a little shaky. But I think also that's also to blame on the, the Giants' offensive line. It's not mostly him. He's proven that he has the leg strength and he has the speed to get by other uh, very good defensive linemen. I just think if the Giants build up their offensive line, then I could see him moving up yeah, to guess. number one or two on my list. Yeah, I definitely give it a few years and he'll probably be a definite yeah. one. For number my yeah. five, I Torres, we've talked about. Um, so number four, I have Pete Alonso, who both of you don't have on your list. And the reason why I put Pete Alonso here, let's look at his stats last year. He overtook Judge, who was who two years ago. Like he's played one, he's played one season. Just hold, listen, listen. First of all, he already he, he's already proven. I think he's going to be better than Judge by mile. Well, you you how can you compare Peter Lazo yes. to Aaron Judge? They play yes, two completely different positions, and they basically roles in their team are so much different. The Yankees have so much more talent than the Mets, and whether you're Yankees or Mets fan, you can't deny that. Pete Alonso, I think right now, because Cespedes has been hurt for a couple of years, he's the best player in the Mets, and actually not second best behind Degrom. I'm sorry, but Degrom's not a hitter, so Pete Alonso was the only. Solid hitter on the Mets. You could say McNeil is, but Mikey, I don't said think Alonso's been that, enough games to be considered a number four for New York athletes. Come on. I'm just going to predict I for his Mikey. future that he's going to have a much better future than mm-hmm. Judge. Plus, the Mets are significantly worse than the Yankees. So I think it gives Pete Alonso a place to shine on the Mets and get a lot of appreciation. And he's not really going to be in anyone's shadow. He's going to be worth a lot in the future. So that's why I want to be on this list. Yeah, I respect what you're saying. I know he's going to be better than Judge. Keyword, going to be better than Judge. I think at this moment he's I, I won't say that, but... Judge has been so inconsistent, and his stats after his rookie season have gone down, like, by a lot. So that's why I think Pete Alonso is going to be better than Judge. That's my... Yes, I agree he's going to be better than Judge, but at the moment I disagree with you. Um, I think Pete Alonso has he's a little inconsistent. I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I would and say that. That's not even the reason why I'm having him not off the list. He's a great fielder. Similar to Judge, they're both pretty good fielders, but he's just he's too young. He's played one season. I can't put him up there. I think he's he has a, a batting average of two sixty. That's a little bit low for my standards. If we're gonna put him up any higher, well, okay, maybe he should be a little bit lower lower on my list, but. I definitely think that he deserves a spot on this list. Maybe four was a little bit too much, but I think that he's going to be a star. Yes. Um, 
So right. for three, uh, Sam, you, yeah. Kyrie, we already talked about him. I had Garrett Cole, number three, we already talked about him. We, we yeah, talked about I, Saquon. I Saquon so Sam, want to kick us off yeah. with DeGrom at number two? Yeah, I think DeGrom is two. He's definitely proven that he's a star in this league. I think the only thing holding him back from being number one on my list is that Kevin Durant is just a freak of nature. Seven feet, has the handles of a guard, can shoot the three ball like any man who's participating in the three-point contest. He's a, he's a very good defender. He uses his length very well. He makes his teammates better, which people don't always realize. He's actually a pretty good passer. Yeah, so I agree. I had the same oh. one and two as Sam. I had Durant as one and DeGrom as two. Um, DeGrom in 2018, he had 10 wins, 9 losses. Last year, he had 11 wins, 8 losses. And in 2018, he had an ERA of 1.7. And then last year, 2.43. Back-to-back Cy Young and all winners. So, I think... Right now, Kevin Durant possibly could be the best scorer of all time. I'm not going to say he is. I'm going to say he could be. He's up there for the consideration. And that's why DeGrom is my number two. Because no one, you can't consider DeGrom the, like one of the greatest pitchers of all time or anything like that. Personally, I can't say that. So that's why Durant is my number yeah. one. Uh, I uh, had DeGrom and KD as my one and two. I had DeGrom number one. But that's also because going back to how I made this list, KD's never played in fair. New York yet. But if you look at DeGrom's stats, I think DeGrom, he's got a little bit screwed by being on the Mets. I would not say that at all. I would not say that at all. He went to the Mets. The Mets are probably going to make the playoffs so this year. They went to the World Series in 2015, and they made the playoffs in 2016. How can he be screwed by going to the Mets? Did it's completely different than Jamal oh, Adams. He's pitched so – no, no, no. He's pitched so well, and and then the Mets have Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And then that gives losses to his record. Last year, he had – um. Last year he had a 2.43 ERA, but went 11 and 8. And a lot of those games were down to the Mets. They all they need to score is one or two runs. And yes, I agree with you. The Mets are going to have a much better season this year. Pete Alonso probably going to have another big year. But Degrom's my number one. I just think he's so good. He, sh- he strikes out so many people. He's got such a low ERA. So are I you forgetting that Kevin Durant never in his career has had a season where he scored lower than 20 points a game? In in 2013, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, he averaged 32 points a game. And he, whenever he went to Golden State in 2016, 25 points a game. 2017, 26.4. And then last season, 26. He didn't play it all this season because of his injury. But still, Kevin Durant is possibly the most dominant player with the ball right now um, in the NBA. So that's why he's ahead of DeGrom. Um, I, they're both phenomenal players, and this was really close. Like, Mikey, I can see where, why you're putting DeGrom in number one, but I still think Kevin Durant is more dominant to his league. Yeah, David, I really agree with you uh, on everything you said. Just one point I want to question you on. You said that uh, Kevin Durant is debatably one of the – debatably mm-hmm. the greatest scorer of all time. I, I like what you said, but I'm going to say that he is top – I don't even know if he fits my okay. top five. Listen to what I have to yes, say. I think Michael, 100%. Michael Jordan, in my of opinion, course. is better score. Okay. Mm. Kobe, in my opinion, That's is close. a better score. I think, yes. He's well, so is Kevin Durant. They've both no, proven themselves. I'm not saying Kevin Durant is the best score of all time. I think he should just be considered for it. Poss- probably top three, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree with David. He could be. He just he needs to have big seasons with the Nets. Also, if KD wants to have a real reputation, he's got to win a title with the with the Nets. 
he's coming off an injury. And last, Brandon Roy had a similar injury when he was in his prime, and he only re- he really didn't recover. So I think KD will return to eighty percent, in my yeah. opinion. For the rest and of his I, career, I really want him to. Uh, I think for the upcoming seasons, but then by that time he's gonna yes. be out of his yeah. prime. I think he's already out of his prime. I don't know. It's gonna be. Du- I really KD's want his best years were in really Golden State, him. and that's where he won his championship. And I but I do think that he's. That's not even. His, I think his prime is in Oklahoma City, th- Oklahoma, in from like 2011 to 2015. I think his last couple of ends seasons. of Oklahoma to Golden yeah. State is his prime. Yeah, but, I agree. And then I, now, think, I think Allen no, Iverson's a better no scorer way. than KD also. Absolutely not. Yes. I know Kevin Durant's more like well-rounded. He averaged too. 25 points throughout his career. He's Kevin Durant's a more well-rounded scorer, too. He can do really everything. Allen Iverson's just very small, crafty. I think Kevin Durant, he's just so dominant with all of his assets that that makes him a really good scorer. I'm not going to say he's one of the best, but I do agree with David that he, he is one of the best. I'm not disagreeing with David on that. He is one of the best scorers. Allen Iverson, in his prime, was the most unguardable player. Michael Jordan, he, he was called the answer. That was his nickname for a reason. There was a reason that Michael Jordan said that Allen Iverson was one of the most difficult players he had to guard. He was so crafty with the ball. He's a great finisher, excellent ball handler, and excellent scorer. I don't know if we can yeah. sit here and compare him to Kevin Durant. so different, Allen, though. Like, one seven foot. And yeah, that's just my opinion. I respect David if he says Kevin Durant is a greater scorer than him. I just think Allen Iverson... They're both phenomenal players. They play different positions, and they have different roles for their team, I think. They very Like, for Golden State, Kevin Durant, yes, he's probably the best player, but they still had Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond. Yeah. They even had Boogie for a short amount of time. AI kind of carried the load for his teams, and that's why it's kind of different. JaVale yeah. McGee, JaVale McGee, too. <laughs> but, no, but besides that, I think we can agree that Jacob DeGrom and Kevin Durant, two best players yes. in New York right now, can have phenomenal careers. They're already on such great paths. So, that I think we've got some pretty yeah. good lists. Um, yeah, New York, I just want to say they have a Town. lot of great assets but. right now, and there's promise for I don't know. I mean, the Knicks are a long way off. So were you guys were you guys considering putting like oh, any no. Knicks like RJ no. on the list? I I yeah I I love the Knicks. I actually as much as they disappoint me. Yeah. I think there's some so, promise in their yeah. roster. I think they have a they gotta trade away the old players like Taj Gibson and I think Albert. I don't get even Rand- know. Get Randall out too. Please get Randall yeah. out. Yeah, no. They should Randall's trade him. Nice they should. They should try to get a couple of good draft picks for him. Well, is Randall's taking yeah, so I... much like ball time away from RJ? Just he thinks he's like I. He thinks he's like an ISO. To uh, he, I don't like his game at all. I think the Knicks have tried to. They should try to trade Knox for a first round pick as soon as possible. His value is going to come crashing down. Yeah, definitely. I think we need to get rid of him. I think Barrett and Mitch are excellent yeah. players. I think Trier is good. good. He, he just hasn't, been hasn't gotten the opportunity. Same with Dotson. The two of them, if they got more playing time, they would be able to show themselves more. But the Knicks, we could do a whole episode just based on the Knicks' problems. But for now, we're going to call it a day on Crunch Time. Thank you for tuning in to Crunch Time. You can find us on Instagram at Crunch Time Pod. We are available on most streaming platforms, including Anchor, Breaker, and Spotify. So see you next Thank week. Thank you. Thank you for listening.